You're listening to Grace and Truth for Today, a ministry of Cleveland Baptist Church and Pastor Peter Folger. Born out of a desire to connect with our church family during the coronavirus pandemic, Grace and Truth for Today exists to highlight the need for a fullness of grace and truth in the lives of believers and to encourage you in your daily walk with God. For more information about Cleveland Baptist Church, please visit clevelandbaptist.org. Now here's Pastor Pete with Grace and Truth for Today. Good morning. Welcome to Grace and Truth for today. Uh, I'm your host, Pastor Pete. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, We are fresh off of a wonderful uh, weekend in which, uh, as a church, we uh, held our annual couples retreat, and God worked in a great way. I want to thank uh, Pastor John Wilkerson and his wife, Linda, for being our special guest for the weekend. And I want to thank all the couples that sacrificed and made made it happen to uh, to get down to Ohio's beautiful Amish country. I want to thank the Lord who gave us just incredible weather and uh, and just some great fellowship. We just had a beautiful, beautiful time together. And then, of course, Brother Wilkerson stuck around and preached uh, here on Sunday. And God used him in a great way. He preached three different messages, one at 9 a.m., one at 11, and one at 6 p.m. And uh, I just left uh, the the church house uh, full and thankful for all that God had done uh, in our midst. And um, again, we are uh, moving now through the month of November. Uh, hard to believe, but uh, we are coming uh, to a close uh, of the of the year 2020. And for most of us, that'll be a joyous thing to move beyond. We don't know what 2021 holds, but uh, most of us are ready to turn the page on, on 2020. Of course, we as a country went to the polls a week ago today, and I suppose there's still some element of, uh, of doubt in people's minds regarding the outcome of the election. Um, I, I know there's been some, some that b- believe that uh, we have uh, elected Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden, uh, and uh, that seems to be contested in some places. And so we'll let that, all, that, all that play out and just trust the Lord uh, to, uh, to work and, and to reveal his plan as we move forward. Uh, we're in Genesis chapter 46 today, and of course we're continuing our study in the life of Joseph. Today we're going to focus a little bit more on his father, Jacob, because that's really where the text has us in, in chapter 46. The Bible says in Israel, verse number one, took his journey with all that he had, and he came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob, and he said, here am I. And so we find the text here, Jacob is, is going down to Egypt. You know, after many, many years, Jacob was finally to be reunited with his son, Joseph. And of course, due to Joseph's current responsibilities, and certainly due to what was happening in the world at this point in time, it was not possible for Joseph to leave what he was doing and to make his way to Canaan, where his dad was, and to spend time with him there. And so, arrangements were made for, for Jacob, not just to come for a visit, but for Jacob, his entire family, all of Joseph's brothers and their families and children, uh, to move t- down to Egypt. And, um, and, and so imagine, here is, uh, here is Jacob, and he is, he is going to see his boy for the first time in, in, in years. And the anticipation that uh, filled his heart and his life and the joy that is found there at the end of the chapter where the Bible says that his, his spirit revived when he saw the wagons, when he knew that Joseph was alive and that he had sent these provisions on to carry Jacob down into Egypt to spend his last years with, with his beloved son. And so I want you to notice that on the trip down to Egypt, there are several things that happen you know, on this journey that I think are significant 
uh, that I think we should take note of. And we'll cover these things today. Number one, notice that Jacob offered sacrifices to God on his trip down to Egypt. We see that in verse number one. The Bible says, And Israel took his journey with all that he had, and he came to Beersheba. So Beersheba is a stopping place. It's on the way from where Jacob was living. It's on the way to Egypt. It'd be like you and I making a, a several-day trip and stopping at night to spend the night in, you know, at the Hampton Inn or the Holiday Inn Express or the Motel 6, whatever your go-to hotel might be. And, uh, and you just bed down for the night. You don't plan on staying there long. But on this, on this journey, when he comes to Beersheba, uh, Jacob, or Israel as he's known in some cases, offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. You know, in the Bible, sacrifices were offered primarily for two reasons. And number one, they were offered as a, as a token uh, or a sign of repentance for sin. And so someone knew that they had sin in their life and uh, they had done something they should not have done. And so they would, they would go down to the tabernacle, they'd go down to the temple, or perhaps even before those things were, were built, in a place like Beersheba or some of these other places that we read of in which sacrifices were offered. And they would offer them recognizing that they had done wickedly and begging and pleading with God for forgiveness. It was a sign of repentance for sin. But also sacrifices were offered as a sign of thanksgiving to God. That reminds you of when Noah came out of the ark. You remember after he had been on that ark for, for more than a year and he came off of that boat? One of the first things that he did was he offered a sacrifice. I think to myself, what a sacrifice it was. There were only so many animals alive. Every animal was a source of meat, was a source of food. And so when he offered that sacrifice, it was essentially him really sacrificing and saying, I, I, I'm doing this, this is something that is valuable to me, but Lord, I'm giving it to you. And of course, God was pleased with that because again, he was grateful, Noah was grateful for how God had saved or had spared he and his family. And it would seem that the latter in verse number one is the reason that this sacrifice is given. Jacob is offering this sacrifice, not so much as a sign of repentance for sin, but as a sign of his thanksgiving to God. Jacob's heart had to be filled with such joy to know that his son was alive and that he was to be reunited with him. You know, today we no longer offer animal sacrifices. We certainly understand that, and I'm thankful that we don't. But I want you to know that God is still worthy of our offering. We can offer him our lives, and we should. We can offer him our finances, and we certainly should do that as well. I think that we can and we should offer him our children. As our children are born, we oftentimes have a time of dedication in church. And what we're saying, we're saying, Lord, we realize these children are not ours. You've given them to us. You've loaned them to us for a time, and we're giving them back to you. Help us to raise them for your honor and for your glory. Most precious thing that I have in all of the world are my children. And so to offer them to the Lord is a, is a sacrifice. And I do that because of how good he's been to me and because I'm thankful for his kindness and his love that has been expressed to me. And so we, we, offer, we can offer our children. Uh, we can offer our talents. Uh, here's, a, here's an ability that I have, Lord, and I, I don't want to hold on to it just for myself. You've been so good to me. I'm so thankful for your kindness to me. I offer this to you. And so we see here that Jacob offered sacrifices to God on his way down to Egypt. But notice, notice in response that I'm sure, number two, God spoke to Jacob. We see the contents of God's words to Jacob in verses two to four. Several things that jump out at me. Number one, God spoke Jacob's name. 
God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night, the Bible says in verse number two, and said, Jacob, Jacob. Have you ever thought, have you ever thought to yourself that the God of the universe knows your name? He knows much more than your name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. Uh, he knows uh, your fears. Uh, he knows your desires, your hopes, your dreams, your longings. He knows all of those things. He knows your secret sins. That's a little troubling to think about, but it's true. God spoke Jacob's name. God, God knew his name, and he longed to communicate to him. It's no surprise, no shock to me that the communication of God comes on the heels of Jacob's sacrifice. You want to hear from God? Offer something to him. Sacrifice to him. I believe that he longs to communicate to people who make him a priority and are willing to sacrifice him. But not only that, but God reminded him of who he was. Notice he says, and he said, I am God, the God of thy father. It's a reminder of who God was. I am. That's a significant phrase. Certainly will carry much greater significance when, when Moses comes on the scene. That's the name that God tells him to reveal to the people in order to cause them to believe. But it's, it's found here, I am, and that's significant. The God of thy father. Certainly the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, who Jacob had tremendous respect for. And notice, thirdly, we see that God revealed his plan. He says this, he says, Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. God's plan was to use Egypt to make Israel a great nation. While they were in Egypt, protected by Egypt, who was a world superpower at this point in time, they would grow and they would blossom and they would prosper. Of course, the time would come when that nation of Egypt would no longer remember Joseph and would make life difficult for Israel. But God was accomplishing a purpose for them in this place called Egypt. And just as Egypt proved to be a safe place for Jesus when he was born, and Joseph and Mary took him down there to escape the wrath of Herod. And so Egypt was a safe place in this instance. Most often, Egypt in the Bible is not a safe place. It's a picture of sin and, and, uh, and, and of wickedness. But in these instances, God used it for his plan and for his purpose. And then notice there's a final thing that God speaks to Jacob about, and that is this, God reiterated his promise. Notice what it says in verse, uh, verse number four, I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. So God reiterated his promise. In other words, Egypt was not to be a long-term destination. They would be there temporarily, and there he would make of them a great nation, but he would eventually bring them to the land that he had promised so long ago to Abraham. God never forgets his promises. And God sometimes does unusual things before he fulfills his promise, but God always does what he says he's going to do. And we can take hope in that. We are waiting. We are awaiting his return, believing that he's going to come back again someday. Could be today. And some might grow weary and some might even begin to doubt. Uh, he said 2,000 years ago he was coming again. He hasn't come again yet. Is he going to? Well, every promise in the Bible God always fulfilled, or he still will fulfill, and I'm thankful for a God who fulfills his promises. Father, we thank you for this good day. We pray that you would lead us and that you would guide us. Now, Lord, help us to be pleasing to you on this Tuesday, November the 10th. Lord, we continue to pray for our country. We pray for our church. We pray for those that are sick and hurting. We pray for so many that are dealing with this COVID virus, Lord, that you would give them a strength and encourage them, give them complete healing, and bless those who are involved in the healthcare fields, primarily, specifically those who are involved in trying to find some type of an antidote or a vaccine for this virus. Lord, would you give them wisdom? 
Now, Lord, would you help us to be people that are pleasing in your sight? Lord, as we sacrifice and as we offer to you, Lord, we anticipate that we'll hear from you. Speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Grace and Truth for today. Hope it's been a blessing to you. We look forward to chatting with you again on Thursday. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Grace and Truth for today. If this podcast has been helpful to you, take a moment to share it with others by offering a rating and review. Grace and Truth for Today is a production of Cleveland Baptist Church and Pastor Peter Folger. Cleveland Baptist Church is located at 4431 Tiedemann Road in Brooklyn, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at www.clevelandbaptist.org and we would love to see you soon.